Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm right here, folks, man. I got this, yeah. Pickle Pickers, welcome back. Got another Doc 5 episode here for you on this Monday afternoon recording out Tuesday morning. I've got the usual suspects here for Doc 5 episodes. Reese in my top left, DK in my top right. How you guys doing? Real good. Coming off an eight-unit sweep last Saturday. Couldn't be better. I also stumbled into a sweep last week, which is pretty great. And I have the lead up one after our last week set the spread. Also, just to mention, want to appreciate all the new listeners because we definitely got a huge spike bump after the Tony Gravely interview. Fun stuff. I fucking love it. We'll go through welcome, the recap. Welcome to set the spread. Welcome to set the spread. We'll go through the recap on a regularly scheduled programming later in the week. But Tony Gravely looked awesome, called it exactly how, he, how it went down on the pod last week. And uh, looking forward to having some additional guests on here in the future. Retweet. In the meantime, let's get down to business here. We have a set the spread for you. UFC 261, three title fights, a little bit of a full circle coming on for us because I think that our first episode ever was Usman Masvidal 2. And now we're sitting here at Usman Masvidal 3, which is the main event of the evening here. We'll get to that in a second. First fight on the main card. We have a light heavyweight bout. Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute, Reese with a 5-4 season-long lead, will lead things off. Go for it, Reese. So I think if, if, if I, my magic balls tell me right, I think I might go up 6-4 here because I'm feeling really good about this card. And I'm feeling really good about this fight in particular. Danny's got the fights that are harder to pr- predict, which I'm happy about. This one I see as Jimmy Crute's versus the gatekeeper. Anthony Smith has been around for a long time. He's had his downfalls recently, but he's still the same fighter that we know. It's just, I know Glover skyrocketed after his dominant performance. And he's just not been dominated, but he, ha- he's had, he hasn't had the best go of it as of recent. And Jimmy Crute is an up and rising star that I know both Danny and myself are big fan of, fans of on this podcast. So I, I would be really surprised if Jimmy Crute doesn't have a two in front of his name, to be honest with you. and. I, I also would be very surprised if it was closer to three than two, like if it was over 250, because Anthony Smith's name brings too much value for it to be in the 300s. But I think if there's a one in front of Jimmy Crute, I think it's a very playable bet for him. I think it's a great parlay ad, but I just think that at this stage in Jimmy Crute's career, 25 years old, I, I just don't think Anthony Smith, I think Anthony Smith is going to be a tough test for him. I just would be, hard pressed to believe that Anthony Smith is the favorite or a, just a small dog. So I'm going to go Jimmy Crute and I'm going to do it at a clip of minus 220. And I feel very comfortable with that. Wouldn't be surprised if I hit it right on the nail. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I am pretty high on Jimmy Crute. I kind of do think he's going to go in there and knock Anthony Smith out. I was disappointed in the Devin Clark um, result and him getting caught in that triangle. I'm going to go – it's a good number, 220. Right. Go well, minus 200. 
because oh, so you're, you're leaning lower. Yeah, I, I think the name value is going to bring a little bit more to that Lionheart, and and just fact that he's been behind the desk a couple of times. He's a name that everyone knows for sure. Uh, but like Crute hasn't in in all of 2020, he didn't even make it out of the first round. First round submission, first round KOTKO. He's, One was he's also been subbed in the first round. His last loss to Misha Serkinov, who I don't own, consider an incredible grappler. I agree. It's a, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't hate that play to go under there. Crute favored minus 190. Oh, wow. There's a one. We might need a pause in place. Stop and pop that one if you're listening. Open at minus 155. Are you serious? Wow. What, what's the line movement look like, Kobe? Has it, it just went from 155 to 190, or is it shot up and shot back down? Uh, it actually shot up. It got up to minus 230 pretty much right at open, and it's come back to minus 190. Okay, that sounds more accurate. Because 155, if I would have seen that, we, we would have been on it. That was uh, mid-March, about a month ago. Oh, wow, okay. One oh, we have our second fight of the main card, middleweight bout, Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman. Up 1-0, DK, go for it. This is one I did not want to lead. Uh, both these guys are huge question marks. Guys that are probably been overall lifetime negative betting on or against. <laughs> I just two guys I have trouble reading. Uriah Hall, I, as much as I dislike Chris Weidman, I don't see Chris Weidman. I, I, as much as I am biased against him, I don't see how Uriah Hall is going to lose this. I think I'm going to go with the same number I had last time, minus 200. Uh, I, I just don't see Uriah getting wrestle-fucked, and I don't see Uriah being that heavy of a favorite either. I think that – But you have your – You have Uriah minus 200, did you say? I think so. Ooh, okay. His last yeah. loss is Paulo Costa, which is something – someone I obviously have a lot of respect for, someone who hits no, like I a know. Rock. Wow, you put me in a tough spot because I was not there. And now you want me to – now I kind of want to agree with you. I, so my logic on this one is I'm very in a very similar vein to Danny. I'm not a big fan of both these guys. I think both of these guys – I think Uriah Hall has been, has been an underperformer to say the least. I think his tough appearance, people were like, this guy's the next Anderson Silva. And he just hasn't mentally been there at times in – He's someone that I, I will never ride because he might quit on you in the first round. Not even kidding. I've seen it happen. So I just – you never know what Uriah Hall you're going to get. Chris Weidman, after Danny's Malort bet, the PTSD shakes, he looked like shit. He got the I mean, he, he was one round away from losing to Armariak Meadow. Right. That makes him one in five in his last – one in six since I agree. 2015. I agree. Weidman, I think – I think it's going to be closer because I think like I was, I had it even lower than that, but now you're making me a little scared. So I'm going to go Uriah Hall minus 150. I was going to be cl a little closer to even because I think both like a Chris Weidman, an ex champ, a guy, I just, I know people who almost always bet Chris Weidman, no matter what. I just, I imagine that there's also the ability that, I mean, Uriah Hall, I, I just – I it's hard for you to ever bet on him. So, seeing a two in front of his name almost seems impossible. I'm just going to take 
minus 150. I have no idea. Uh, Danny scared me off from being closer to even. Talk about a stop and pop, a pause and play. Minus 110 both ways. Wow. <laughs> Uriah. That actually is. Uriah. I never bet Uriah. I never bet Uriah. I actually might at that clip. I mean, Chris Weidman's actual, I mean, if, if we're ignoring the Akhmedov fight that could have gone either way until the third, his actual last win was Kelvin Gastelum in the middle of weight cut problems. I know, but I just, dude, I like hate betting for Uriah Hall. I hate betting either of these guys at this stage of their career, but Uriah Hall has always caused me problems. And he like, he was losing to Bevan Lewis bad until he got that flash knockout. Like, but he can get those flash knockouts. And Chris Weidman has been flash knocked out like six times in the last year. I know. Weidman's just resume just holds such a such heavy weight. But I agree with you. I think that that's a good place at one time. I really do. That'll see my card. And I hate betting your eye all. We'll get into a little bit more later this week. For now, the first title fight of the three on the main card. We have a women's flyweight title fight. Valentina Sevchenko. And Jessica Andrade, Reese kicked things off 1-1. So I'm interested to see Danny's reaction on the line I'm coming in with here. And the reason why is because I think making a line for this fight in particular is going to be the hardest. And the reason why is because Jessica Andrade has a lot of claim in her own right and has a lot of notability in her own right, being a prior title or title holder prior champion and also just having high profile flights fights for quite some time now i've actually been backing her a while i i always seem to be on andrage i'm a big fan of hers even though she usually gives up reach and for that i i do think that i i can get a pretty good read on this one now shevchenko is my girl I, I actually have a parlay. This you've heard if you've listened to this pod, you've heard this before. Where I add it's an open parlay with open slots, and I add Chipchenko and Nunez every single time because they're never going to lose, and, and it hasn't been let down. Now I had a scare for that Jennifer Maya fight. Don't get that twisted. But I think I think Valentina Shevchenko is just leaps and bounds ahead of anybody even close to her. And, and I think that this is going to be the closest line to, to bettable you'll ever get. And I still don't think it's going to be bettable. I mean, you go, okay, well, Andrade can wrestle. Well, Valentina, even though it was boring as fuck, beat Liz Caramouche over five rounds. Not that Liz Caramouche is the end-all be-all, but a, a girl who wants to pressure wrestle. You know what I mean? And then Jennifer Maya, there were struggles, but we saw that it was – at the end of the day you weren't ever really concerned and it's hard for me to go it's so this one's really hard because you've never seen Andrade as this big of a dog but I just know Shevchenko's batting power I know what type of line they're going to give her she always has a seven eight nine or double ones in front of her name I'm going to say Shevchenko minus four but against Andrade I'm going to say three nine 4.0395. And that's because seeing a four in front of there would freak me out. So I'm going to say 395. And I think that in all honesty, it's at that line, I'm not betting either side. At that line, I'm not betting either side. 
Yeah, I think it's right. I think you're right on it. I, I agree with everything you said. Valentina is probably, I know this term gets misused a lot, but in my opinion, pound for pound, the best mix of martial artists that I've ever seen. I agree. Um, I'm going to go a little less than you. I'm going to go 350 just because I hold I weight in, in the, in, in draws moving up, feeling a lot more comfortable, a lot stronger and looking phenomenal against Chukagian. So before the revol- results, Kobe, let me ask you a question, Danny, at 350, who are you taking? I said, Danny, you got to take a line here. You have, I mean, I would, bucks. you're not going to get me to, to bet against Valentina, period. Like, it's just not really? going to happen. You're telling me that if Andrade was plus 600, you're not laying that value? I am all day long. All day long. Every second of every day. I mean, I'm maybe a sprinkle, but that's not going to be like a – I have no confidence in that bet. Right. But just from a pure value basis, if I give you 500 bucks, are you doing – are you doing Shevchenko minus 350 or Andrade plus whatever, 310 or 300? I mean, I, I, in that situation, I'm hitting Shevchenko. Right. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But then it, at, with a four in front of Shevchenko's name and, and just I think Andrade, the minus 350 is big enough for me to pass, though. And I guess that's where I, okay. that's I, where I that. my, my mind went. This one's so tough. I, I, this one's the toughest. Like, I think this one's tough. Tough as it may be, you guys are right around it. Minus 390. Oh, okay. I'm right on, on it. it. Reason I sniffed off, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And uh, it's come up from minus 335 in the beginning of March, and it's just been a steady climb. Where did it peak? Is it peaking at 390 right now? Right now is this peak. Okay. So two I, on Reese. I, really quickly, I do think it holds there. I don't. I, I see if there's a four in front of that, you almost have to bet on Draj. It's like right at the tipping point. You know what I mean? I feel like it's right at that line. Like it's so close. I'd be shocked if it gets any higher than four, but like, Anything less than four, I feel like I need to bet Chipchenko. That one's a wild one. That one's a wild one. I'm excited for the uh, Wednesday pod to break that fucker down. Co-main, we have another women's fight, women's straw white title fight. Whaley Zhang and Thug Rose Namajunas. DK down two to one. Go ahead. This one I'm excited for, just stylistically, should be a banger. Um, it's a tough one for me to throw a number on just because I have a number and then I have a number that I think is probably more realistic with Rose's name being connected to mm. Trevor now and team elevation and share both numbers, share both numbers. So I'm curious where you're at. So I think I would put this at John way Lee minus two ten, And I think that the number is actually going to be minus one seventy. Mm. Okay. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, a lot. Okay. So n- minus one seventy, I guess, is my number. Mm. Because there are a lot of stands of Thug Rose. There, are, I mean, there's just a lot of. No, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. And I think that this line is going to have a hard breaking point. Like it's going to be hard to break past that two. 50 i don't know what the line is but if it get if if it's over 250 i'd be surprised it's gonna have a hard breaking point past that upper end because like you said at a certain point people are just gonna be like rose plus two whatever oh my god oh my god but at 170 i'm hammering Z- whaley zen you got to you yeah got to. yeah you're right uh, at the risk of being an idiot because i think that danny's 
probably dead on the money with 170 because of the the push by the public. I'm going to just, for shits, I'm going to say minus 200 even. And, and, and the reason being is because I would be shocked if there wasn't a two in front of Whaley Zhang, but I think that it's going to not be able to push that barrier to 250 just because of what Danny said, the Rose Nami Eunice factor, her changing where she's changed with being with Whitman and, and what she's looking to accomplish going into this fight. I think there's going to be a hard break period, but I think 200 is more comfortable for me. So are you saying the same kind of thing that the Rose's name adds 40 points of, or takes away yeah. 40 points of uh, basically. Yeah. 30 or 40. I just had it higher. Yeah. I get you. So this is where I would cue the music for when somebody gets right on minus 200. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. That was luck. That 200 was more just, I needed a two. The getting it dead on them. Um, that was luck. Good job though. Thanks. No boss. A little bit of fluctuation back and forth, but it opened minus 200. It's sitting minus 200. Danny led me to the stream, honestly. On, uh, he led me to the stream there. Hasn't he was, gone, it hasn't gone over 200 at all, though? 200 might be the break point. Right. But there's, there's yeah, there's going to be a breaking point where there's just resistance on that line. And I feel like come fight night, it's going to move towards Rose. If that happens, man, we're going to be smiling. I know we are. I know we are. As high as it's gotten, but it's just been a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Not surprised. So Reese is going to take the point here this week. We still have one fight left, and it is the main event of the <coughs> evening. A welterweight title bout. Kamaru Usman, Jorge Masvidal, three. Reese, kick it off Two. where you're at. So, I mean, I, I was – I just think about this as like, there's a couple times where an MMA and it, this is the only sport really where this happens, where you get an undeserved title shot. You have no idea why they got it. You have no idea what they did. I mean, you do know it's name value, but I know you guys are gonna be pissed, but I think Connor being entitled, always perennially being in title contention and getting that rematch with Dustin. I think that's purely Connor name based, but that's not as bad as this. I think this is literally, they were like, Hey, Bazidal, you have a big name. Want to lead a pay-per-view against Kamaru and get grinded out for five rounds again? And Bazidal, game bread, obviously always on a fight. It's like, sure. This is this is a no-brainer for me. Usman by whatever. He's, there's no, there isn't a scenario, in my opinion, where Bazidal wins this one. The question's how high. I'm going to say there's a four in it, in front of it. I, there could be a three in front of it. There could be a five in front of it. I expect a wide range on this one. I'm going to say... Usman minus 450 and 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 yeah yeah I'm right there with you I don't know off the top of my head but I think that the line of the first one was close to 300 so I'm gonna go all the way up to five and I'm gonna say okay. minus five yeah I wouldn't surprise me it could be even higher honestly minus 420 is where it's at now it okay. back in what was that uh mid-march at minus 300 okay Nice 300. So, yeah, that was the – yeah, it, it's just one of those things. They fought things for the first like, time mid-February. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where I look at it, I'm like, there's, ve there's very little path to victory for, for Mazdal here. And it's like, this is a let's sell a card type, type pay-per-view more than it is let's give Usman a tough title challenge. You know what I mean? It's not that he's going to – it's not that George is ever easy. It's just more like, where's Colby? in this mix you know what i mean where where's 
I would even rather see Gilbert Burns get another chance. I know Gilbert doesn't want it. I know Gilbert wants to go back to the drawing board first, but like there's Colby a lot. He of- actually had one of the most competitive title fights that we've seen in recent yeah, history. He was up on cards, wasn't he? Right. If, if, if that goes another 50 seconds, if that ref doesn't stop it there when he was conscious, I mean, his jaw was broke, but he, he was conscious. He disputed it right away. Like, where is Colby in all this? Where's, and I, I know after that, like, I poke people aren't necessarily calling for Leon Edwards, but like, even Leon Edwards would be a more exciting fight than this George. It would be a fight where I go, I don't know the outcome of this necessarily. George, right. we know the outcome. We, we know what's about to go down. And that domination that uh, Kamaru put on last time, he was mad about. He was not happy post-fight in the locker room talking to Trevor. He was disappointed in his performance. Against Gilbert a- Burns. Like, how crazy is that? Right. <laughs> He's let's a bad man. We will – let's cut it off there. We'll dig into it later in the week. As mentioned, we've got another episode coming out, what, Thursday or Friday morning. Yep. And uh, we've got some more stuff in the works here. We're, we're, we're making good progress, so we want to thank all the listeners out there that are tuning in. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, following along on Twitter at AnklePickPod. Anything else, boys? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.